The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Began to um, yeah explore this possibility of um, shifting one aspect of of the state, the emotional state, the mind state, whatever the emotion that's showing up, um, and we'll particularly play with the attention and the awareness. Um, how, how we're noticing um, we may be in a certain habit of how we attend to our experience. Um, just kind of a groove that's worn through practice. And, you know, um, so we're going to take a, 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 an intentional uh, openness to how we practice. Um, there is a relationship, I think, between how our attention and awareness is working and the mind state. You know, if we've felt a lot of fear and a lot of contraction, um, sometimes we'll feel like I'm just like looking through this like, little hole or, you know, it's a, it's a very, um, uh, uh, we're kind of picking out what might be relevant, what might be a threat, what might, you know, the, the, the mind can kind of work this way and the attention can kind of work this way. Um, and a more open, receptive kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm relaxed. Um, I notice the way the breeze feels on my face. I'm oh, receptive to noticing other people. Um, there's this, there, there is this kind of connection. So one beautiful thing that comes from exploring that way is, you know, we see the relationship between how our attention and awareness, um, you know, kind of shape, shapes our experience, you know, if I have a very contracted sense of awareness and attention, um, what, what I notice is what comprises my experience, you know, it, it is what populates my, my world. So there's a real difference um, when we have a, a more narrow kind of attention, a more expansive one. And maybe something to say here now, um, you know, we've been practicing for the morning in this area where it can be hard. It can bring up a lot. It can <clears throat> be challenging. Um, and this kind of experimenting with something that is, um, you know, uh, uh, maybe new for us and that um, it just to acknowledge it may or may not feel right to uh, follow the instructions that I give, you know, if something feels like, whoa, that's too much. That's too much for me. This is too different. This is bringing up an emotional response that doesn't feel great to me. Um, for sure, um, you, you have the permission to kind of switch into a mode of practice that that feels right and centering and stabilizing. So you can just switch to listening to external sounds if that feels helpful, or do what works for you. Um, and, you know, you can turn off the sound and sit with us how you like, you know, if that's what feels good for you now, because I'm very much feeling this, this connection and this very, this tenderness and this willingness of everyone to kind of go there today. So just, you have permission to not listen to me. Um, I invite you to, I invite you to take that kind of um, care of your own practice and your own inner life. Um, so with that, that we'll, we'll begin the practice together um, for, for 20 minutes or so. Um,
So again, settling into our posture. Really tuning into this posture of uprightness, alertness. Really let ourselves be be supported by by the body, be supported by the meditation posture. Um, not, Not just, you know, physically, but also in terms of what that posture signifies, our our intention to practice. We can connect uh, with this idea that practice is a movement of kindness. It's an activity of kindness for ourselves. This posture can kind of uh, represent or 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 support and signify our willingness to offer this kindness to ourselves and to touch into this sense that um, that kindness will overflow, will move out into the world, will allow us. Um, when, when we can, when we're able to support others, the same energy of kindness. So again, um, establishing our connection with our bodies beginning there. Doing our best to show up for that experience. we may first notice what feels most prominent. Can we also be willing to explore uh, what is quieter? That may just be noticing areas of our, of the experience of our body, this area along the central axis of the body 
um, where there's nothing to uh, really sense or where it's very quiet, where it feels neutral. Being open to that too. Is it possible to include the whole body in our attention? Still maybe noticing what feels most active, but also including <coughs> what feels quiet, what might feel pleasant, Not so much um, picking out particular aspects, but instead holding and receiving this broader of ex this broader experience of what we can notice in our body, what is happening that we can sense as related to our emotional life in our body. So we don't need to pick and choose the awareness, the attention is spacious, it's open. There's room for whatever is showing up. When you feel ready, you might want to allow this attentiveness, this field of awareness, this receptive attention to open even further. 
Let the attention and the awareness expand a bit outside of the body. Still including our body. So not moving away from it but somehow kind of coming from it and opening and including the field of sensations that we know as our, our body, what we can feel to be the sensations of our body, including that in an even larger space. We might notice the flickering of thoughts arising, moving through, being known. There can be a lot of allowing with this kind of open and receptive attention. No need to evaluate the thought. No need to add more judgment. Okay, this arises too. We might want to allow this field of awareness to unfold even further. Allow it to include the sounds in our environment. We're still grounded in the body, still staying with the experience in our body but opening further. Inviting 
more sensations to appear, to remain, to pass through, to disappear as they will. There's kind of an embrace that can come from this broad and spacious attention. Nothing that can be noticed or arises within it can, can be a problem. Everything, even contraction, the arising of contraction, arises within a space that can accept it and contain it. There's room for intensity. There's space for silence.
Thank you, Susie. And so this exploration of what is it like to stretch out or expand the awareness to be really big and wide. Earlier we had talked more about sensations in the body or in the mental elements, but now it's just a big awareness in which things arise. So we'd love to hear from you. How was that? Uh, what was your experience like? Uh, would anybody like to share? Or maybe you have a question or Jackie. No. Um, so I'm not quite sure whether it was just the awareness or also being quite tired now, but um, it was quite interesting when I was like, it was getting larger and larger that really the, so I had been quite tense with emotions and, and a lot of thoughts. It just completely quieted. And there was like for a few, I don't know, for a few minutes, almost no thoughts. And then it was interesting almost how I was like, oh, where is the problem? I want to have the problem again. <laughs> so that was interesting. But before I thought, oh, I have this problem. I want to get rid of it. And then it was gone. And I was like, where's the problem? I want to like look at it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing yeah, that's not such an uncommon experience, it turns out, right? Things that are familiar or that we're used to or that when they're not there, we may, might feel even a little bit disoriented. Mm-hmm. You didn't use that word. I, I can introduce that. So I don't know if that's exactly what your experience was. But Anybody else have a comment or a question? Uh, Hi. Um, I had this image that kind of came out of nowhere of like it felt really angry and there was like an axe being swung and like a ah! and then there was a something said about spaciousness and like suddenly I zoomed out. It was like I was on an airplane and there was this t- tiny little person like, yeah, and, like, and suddenly it was just so small. Thanks. Yeah, nice. Susie, do you have something you'd like to say? Yeah, no, just, just curious about how that, uh, yeah, how, how that felt or what the difference in the perspective was like. And, you know, and also if that felt okay, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it kind, of, it kind of felt like a relief. Um, and it was interesting, the perspective of feeling like that was very, like, immediate. Because when I was close in, it felt very immediate and very real. And then when I panned out, it kind of felt like a mental acknowledgement of like, okay, that was real, but now I'm seeing it from another perspective. So like, it's like two truths. And I was like, you know, how do I um, sit with the acknowledgement that that was true. And now this is true. Yeah. That, 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 that's a, that's a wonderful report and, and really wonderful to see that. um, Yeah. Kind of exploration you also articulated something that's kind of hard to articulate really well i think um 
Yeah, so very, very much appreciate that. But there's, there's something about the relationship. It's almost a relationship of scale uh, that comes from how we're using our, our attention or awareness. And, and so much um, when it is quite narrow, you know, it tends to be dominated by what is pulling, what is calling the attention or, or what we are intentionally, how we're intentionally directing it when we practice. So, yeah, beautiful. Thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, um, I see Kristen. I had two things. One is it happens to me fairly frequently that I lose the guided meditation for periods of time. Um, but I, I do notice like in this meditation and it just happens to me once in a while now while I'm walking around, but I can definitely just feel the body sensations to the extent that it, it doesn't really feel like it's me. It just feels like body sensations and, um, and it, there's there's like a discount you know like a a step back from it doesn't feel all so personal all of a sudden it just um feels like these are just processes that are running and I don't feel so like a Kristen at that moment it just you know kind of feels and it happened um very pronounced just you know just for a second it doesn't I can't hold on to it I think then I'm I start thinking about the, like when I notice it's happening and then I think about the experience, then it goes away. But sometimes it's been happening to me just when I'm walking around, just, you know, just for seconds. And then I'll be like, Oh, something different is here. And then it goes away again. But, but it's nice to just disconnect from my, from the personal nature of feelings and all that stuff for, even if it's just for a few seconds. Thank you, Kristen, for pointing that out. Like that, um, there when we introduce different elements, like just getting the awareness bigger, how that uh, can have different effects on us. And also for you to say, I appreciate that sometimes you lose the guided meditation. I saw some people kind of smiling and nodding, like, "Oh yeah, okay, that happens to me too." So, thank you, Kristen. I'm looking at our schedule. So, Susie, would you like to send us off into uh, the next element that we're, we'll be doing? Um, yes, which is, uh, according to our schedule, is a breakout room. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, again, just to, to spend a little time together, um, and kind of co-exploring um, what's opening up today. Uh, not not feeling burdened to um, be profound or be cohesive. Even um, we're very much in this uh, working in this spirit of of exploration. Um, so just kind of giving voice and 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 noticing what's the impact of that of articulating kind of what's showing up. Um, we. Uh, thought it might be interesting uh, to bring up the topic of what is your relationship uh, as, as a meditator uh, working in meditation with the idea of actively doing. 
Um, maybe you had a rela relationship with this before you came to this day long, or maybe it's something that um, it's kind of a new uh, way of practicing or exploring um, what has come up, uh, come up for you around that, that idea of the possibility of, of engaging very um, actively taking different stances with our experience or, or kind of playing with particular strands of our experience in, in the way we've been, we started to explore today. Does that feel, are we on the same page, Diana? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's have it that um, the person whose birthday is closest to January goes first. And uh, so those of you who are Decembers, uh, born in December, will go last. And this time, oh, let's see, I'm going to quickly um, redo this. So that there'll be um, three or four of you in a group. And we'll um, meet for a little bit uh, less time, just 10 minutes this time. And oh, um, I think there might be one group that has two of you. I'm not sure. Nope. Okay, great. So three or four. Great. Have fun. So welcome back. And um, you won't be surprised when I say that uh, we'd love to hear how that was, if anything, um, came up for you about this question, about the idea of, you know, doing something active or introducing a new element into your meditation or something like that. Does anybody have something they'd like to share? I, 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 I might share. Okay, kill me. To begin with, um, I decided to keep in mind if, Perfect now. And I kept that to begin with and then took a journey. And then my daughter at lunchtime, she told me she's working on cutting cord. She was meditating and cutting cord. This is the first time she mentioned that. And I thought, wow, what should I do with that? So I was floating. And then uh, I didn't know what to think. And then... Uh, Without the Sangha, I don't know where I have gone, but with this meditation, with the guided meditation, I expanded, and that thought that she, what she told me, was in that expansion of world, expanded world, like the other person, she said, um, Jaya, Jinya, said, you know, it became very small, and it was part of, you know, the whole part of the whole. And it didn't feel bad. It didn't feel good. It just, it, I just, it was there. This too, it's like this too. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's quite something, right? How when we can like expand the awareness and then the contents uh, seem small. So they're smaller than the awareness. And then our relationship to them shifts, changes. Yeah. I don't know. Was there something that you wanted to say, Susie? 
Yeah, I just muted myself to say it. Um, yeah, there's also too this this um, you know possibility that kind of the balance of the positive, the negative, the intense, the you know the quiet um, shifts too, you know, which has it has a different impact. So just yeah, that's all that's all I wanted to say, Diana. Does anybody else have a comment or a question? Yes, Jen. Well, we in our group we talked about it was a little bit confusing the the topic question, and um, my question is when we talk about like shifting one aspect of the experience to to kind of like guide it or shape it or not shape it, but um, how is that different from like like active compassion meditation or loving kindness meditation where you're you're cultivating and kind of like actively bringing that about different states and so how is that i don't understand quite the difference susie do you want to answer that sure um it's not, um, you know, or that's a, that's a, a, those kinds of practices will have that kind of impact. So that's like, you know, I think very, it's a very um, astute observation. Um, and maybe what I'd say is what we, we were uh, kind of hoping to offer open out is that there's a real range in how we can do that. Um, maybe beyond what are the kind of uh, standard practices that are offered. Um, and also to point out how kind of how those practices function, you know, just to clarify it, um, you know, the, the, so it's clear to you. Um, so for me as a meditation teacher, a big part of what I feel um, a kind of duty to offer is real clarity about the tools and kind of how they function as a way to empower people to, you know, guide their own practice, to make their own decisions, to discover in the directions they want to discover. So um, it, it's possible that, that um, for, for some people here, that side of what we're sharing is, is, is kind of evident. Um, but maybe not. And so just to kind of have those, have those discussions. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, we can kind of work with any area of our experience and, and, and have that kind of quality of experimentation or play too. Yeah. I don't know if that was helpful or you have anything you want to add, Diana? No, I think uh, you're pointing to exactly what we're to point to, that um, there's a number of different ways we can approach our experience and there's an, within a meditation. And we can be explicit about them, including something we did earlier, you know, dropping in this idea, oh, it's just perfect right now. So, you know, dropping in an idea or um, to expand the awareness or this, there's a number of different things and um, we'll do some uh, meditative games, quote unquote, uh, a little bit later that will show even some more things that we might do as opposed to more what you might understand as just the conventional mindfulness.
Yes, Kathleen. Uh, here, let me let me unmute. Oh, there I you got go. it. Yeah, I can expand my. The one place I can expand my awareness is in nature, and that's that can be going for a walk or just sitting on my porch and looking at the trees and the birds and the squirrels. I. Other than that, I have a very hard time with mindfulness in that uh, sitting alone uh, for long periods of time, you know, even like the 45-minute period of time in the mornings, that becomes uh, very difficult for me. I get agitated or my my focus is it's not pleasant. So I find that when I'm in a, in a guided meditation, that I can. It's sort of like I need the the guidance and I need the like these breakout groups. So that this format I'm able to do it, but right now there's a level of difficulty with sitting alone. Because I, I sit I'm all by myself. And so I'm alone a lot and it gets to be too much for me. So I really appreciate this this format and what you're doing. Thank you, Kathleen. Yeah, and as uh, Susie pointed out earlier, different times in our practice or just who we are, like there's so many different ways in which we can practice. And maybe right now for you, sitting alone for 45 minutes is not the most wise thing to do, especially as many of us are home alone a lot. Susie, if you want to say a few words, or yeah, sure. Before um, we go into a break, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we'll, we will go to a break in just a few minutes. Um, and uh, I was just going to bring a, a couple, uh, pull out a couple threads uh, of uh, thinking or teaching in relationship. Um, to this possibility of having a range of ways to approach our emotional life through meditation. Um, maybe some things that we haven't touched on yet, or I think we've touched on them a bit. Um, but one thing that feels really clear for me is there's such a connection between how we uh, practice, maybe better to say, between how we habitually, habitually attend to our, our inner experience and our inner life and how we're able to attend to others, to be there for others, to connect to others. So, um, and that's true whether or not you're a meditator, you know, it just may be the habits and the limitations or the, you know, the patterns come from our conditioning, come from our past experiences, come from, you know, how, how we, um, we're encouraged or discouraged uh, in, in our families of origin and all of that. Um, so with, as meditators, we have this possibility to bring a kind of intentionality to um, expanding what our habits of mind are, to opening up what is possible, to um, releasing some of the kind of fixations or the way that we're kind of just running in, in, in certain grooves. Um, we're only relating in certain ways to our experience. Um, it can be, um, it's something that, that, that has come up for me in my own life and sort of noticed it 
And, you know, I practiced Vipassana meditation for uh, many years and uh, really cultivating this kind of deepening equanimity and kind of spaciousness around my emotions. Um, and when I had a child, I realized, whoa, okay, <laughs> I need, I need, I need more, you know, it's not just about being stable. It's not just about being, um, accepting. It's about being able to be very intimate, to really see the other person, to really, um, witness them, to, to know them, to commiserate with them, to connect to them through, through, through emotion. So, you know, very clear in the case of a child where it's sort of part, part of your job is to reflect their own sense of who they are through your knowing of them. But this is what we do for our friends. You know, this is what we do for, for the people that we care for and care about. So um, that's, that's just a, a different kind of shading on, you know, can I have this, these different ways of being with myself? Can I have some space? Can I cultivate stability? Um, even a kind of detachment in ways that are skillful. But can I also befriend? Can I also be with? Can I also hold my own experience? Um, you know, and what might come from from doing that intentionally? Um, yeah, the the last maybe thing I would um, pull out too is you know this idea that when we have a range of tools and we have a willingness to experiment, we're better able to kind of guide our own practice um, and sort of take the reins of it. Um, important for a lot of different reasons. But I think something that, that, that um, feels alive for me as a question is um, kind of if we're practicing within the Buddhist context, just looking at where, where we're receiving the teachings and the practices from. Um, you know, for me, acknowledging the profound gratitude I have for those wisdom teachings and the kind of transformation um, that they make possible, but also to kind of know they come from a particular time in history. They come from teachers who are, who are largely living in a monastic, uh, were living in a monastic context, were mostly male. Um, so in terms of maybe particularly this area of how we relate to our emotional life and, and how um, what's required to show up in relationship, um, to be actively engaged with those people in our lives, to care for this world at this point in time uh, in history, that feels to require um, more, than, more than stability, something maybe more active. So. Um, we kind of have to go a little bit off this off script or off book or, you know, something like that to kind of um, learn for ourselves. What does it mean in my situation, my point in history to um, deepen this path of liberation to, um, uh, you know, to kind of carry on this tradition of uh, movement towards freedom, um, but in ways that, that's it that are appropriate and something like that. So those were the two kinds of loose threads. I've now tied everything up and we can go to break. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. Yeah. Yeah, it's the afternoon. And, uh, but I appreciate this very much. Yeah. 
tying these different threads and putting it in context of um, who we are. We're lay practitioners in 21st century English-speaking world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I say we can have it all. No, don't tell anyone. I said. <laughs> um, so, so we're taking... Uh, thank you, Diana. Um, we're taking a break until... What do you think? Three o. Want to do three o five or yeah, yeah, three o five. Yeah, okay. And and then we'll be coming back together and and just in this last you know an hour or maybe a bit less than an hour to um, to do more uh, a couple of the as Diana called them kind of meditative games and just have a time then for people who have any last questions or want to kind of share into the space and then. So that's oh you know uh, I just received a um, a request for um, someone as for a link of how to donate so maybe I'll just put that in the chat box now before I forget here um, so uh, I think probably everybody knows or you may not know that IMC works 100% on uh, volunteers and donations which for me is quite inspiring I just love being part of an organization like that. So you don't have to, but if you feel, I don't know if the heart moves you or you feel uh, some way that you would like to express appreciation this way, you're welcome to do so um, by donating at the IMC website. So here we go. I'm putting it in the chat box and I'll see you back here at 3.05. Thanks. <laughs>